We are here because we are dedicated to helping members of our community build lean, strong bodies and confident, resilient minds. Determined to elevate the lives of working professionals, stay-at-home parents, and anyone who is ready to level up their life. Our invigorating group fitness classes, practical nutrition programs, and authentic coaches help ignite your life. Find a place that believes in you. Find a place that challenges you. Find CrossFit South. We are here with episode one of the Southpaw Spotlight. Uh, we have one of our longtime founding members, Paul Darda, with us. We're excited he's joining us. Paul's a history teacher, wrapping up a school year right now, a father, husband, an athlete, um, and a quarterfinals qualifier. So, Paul, thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Glad to be here. This is awesome. Yeah. So uh, we were just talking a little bit uh, before we started recording here and uh, talking a little bit about when you got into CrossFit. And if you can remember back then, I know it's been quite a while for you, but what, what kind of was a catalyst to get you, uh, to get you in the door? Why did you start looking up, uh, you know, or get an interest in CrossFit? Yeah, well, 20, actually, it's, I, I remember it vividly. Uh, 2015, uh, I started and I started right after the, what we call the CrossFit Open in CrossFit, the kind of the yearly uh, test of fitness um, that we, that we often do. And I, I, I was like, what's the, I came in and I tried it out and I was like, what's the open? And they explained it to me. But the reason why I started, um, was I was doing, you know, I, I wrestled in college. Um, and then since college I had, you know, done my own workouts, done some like sprint triathlons, did that for a while, um, did different weight programs. Um, and I, I was just, I was working out primarily by myself and for years, um, and, and maybe occasionally at a, you know, do a, do a triathlon and there was a little bit of competition there, but I kind of missed just the, I, I missed the community piece. I missed, you know, working out with people. Um, and for a while I had a couple, I had like a teacher crew and we'd work out in the mornings and, um, and then that just kind of went away and I wasn't, I wasn't being productive and I wasn't, uh, sticking to a schedule. It was starting to get sporadic and boring actually, um, and so I just needed, I needed the, the program and I needed, and I wasn't a big group fitness guy before, um, but I, I came across like an article on CrossFit or a video, a YouTube video. And I'm like, oh, this seems interesting. Uh, and then I, I, uh, I looked one up in the area and um, in, in Blaine and, and went there and stopped in the door. And uh, a lot of those people are, are at Southpaw. And uh, it was awesome because they, they took me in and, you know, everybody comes through the door. You could be a, a doctor, lawyer, teacher, um, you know, sanitation worker, it doesn't matter. Uh, when you walk in that door, you're, you're a CrossFitter for the day. And I was, I love that piece. So Paul, when you talk about the, um, the, the teacher group that you worked out with doing the triathlons, uh, you know, uh, like workout buddies, some people might call them, is that where you kind of found your accountability or some of your drive was having these other people or, or events to kind of train for? Yeah, exactly. Both. I just, you know, people work differently. Right. But I found that I was, uh, I wasn't being as productive, uh, in the classroom as a teacher, um, as a dad, it was just a point where, you know, I did, you know, kind of worked out three times a week, you know, maintain some basic mm -hmm. fitness, but there was just getting empty, getting monotonous. Um, and I, I, my head wasn't clear either. I've, no, I've heard I this analogy that. before of like, life is almost a little more grayscale, right? Like it has some color and some tones to it, but it's not as, as vivid and bright as you once remember, especially back when you were wrestling. Yeah. 
that's really it. I think, you know, I think that's a, there's a good point to that because you're almost lost. You're, you're lost in a way, in a way I was lost. Um, you know, I had, I had the career going as, as a teacher. Um, you know, I love my family. I wanted to be the best dad I could be, but something was just missing. And I, I noticed that, and this still happens to some extent, but after a tough day, um, maybe it was, you know, with one student, maybe it was the whole class, you know, maybe it's just a tough, a tough week with stuff. I, you know, my head wasn't clear and then I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't go home and, and be the person I wanted to be. And I needed something and I didn't want it to be, you know, you know although I love like having beers, you know, so I, I didn't want it to be that routinely. Um, and I was worried I was going to go, not necessarily that way, but I was worried I was going to just, just go down more of a negative path. And, and so I needed something. I wanted it to be fitness and I want, I want to try something brand new. And, and, uh, as soon as I came out of there the first day, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this is good. This is right. Because I can show up. I don't have to think about it. I show up at a time. I'm going to get a workout in. Um, there's people here doing the same thing. And, uh, and I, I went home that day and it was a tough week. It was a tough month and I, I could think clearly and make better decisions. And so I, that's what really hooked me in. Paul, I've heard you talk about um, CrossFit classes, kind of like adult recess before, right? And I, I think that's a great analogy. And I also think that when I when I think about you know hard work and, and stress relief, I don't think about that kind of play factor. But it's interesting to how they they do have that kind of intertwined or that that marriage of the two things in a CrossFit class. Do you have that same kind of takeaway? Yeah, I think it's this. I think it, when you go out for recess as a kid. You might remember if someone told you on the playground, like, hey, Darna, you know, you, you didn't do so well on that math test. Well, do you want to play tag? Like when you're out there, you're just thinking of playing tag. That's all you're thinking about. And I think when, when you walk into CrossFit, when, you know, when you start, that's all you're thinking about. Because you want to you make sure you're, you're, you're into the workout, whatever. And it just, that's, that's something where, why it's like recess. Cause I think you're just, you know, when you're at recess, you're thinking about recess when you're at CrossFit, you're thinking about CrossFit, but you can't really, your mind can't drift too much. It, it just doesn't cause you're focusing on the movements. As I was growing up um, and it, it was until recently, and I, I still have this mindset sometimes, but I'm so focused on efficiency. It's like, if I'm going to walk, I want to run and I want to listen to a podcast or read or listen to a book or, and I try to multitask get all these things done. And, in this age of technology, I think we're like, we're it's like hyper efficiency, right? Seeing how much we can get done at, at the same time. And what's fascinating to me is that taking a step back sometimes and allowing ourselves to clear our mind, giving us a space where we're around other people, we're socially connected, but we're disconnected from our phones, uh, from the other stuff that's going on in our life. It's like the sacred space that we can push ourselves in and, and we can see what we're made of and that that clarity that we're able to get allows us to be more um like efficient or clear in the rest of our life as you kind of were alluding to yeah i mean right on and you ask anybody like in the 5 a.m class right because we've had these discussions mm -hmm. you when you come out of there it's 5 a.m is tough but it's a certain group right and, and maybe the later classes will get on me for this but you know, it's a, it's a certain breed. It takes a certain person, but here's the thing. I mean, I, I honestly think one of the reasons they do it that early, cause it's tough. It's tough. Even if you, you know, 
I, I will, I'll say, I, I call them the mental defective sometimes because there's some, there's something wrong with those people. That being said, I have a great admiration for them. And I think that, that the loyalty of someone who goes to 5am, like if you join the 5am class, you are with a tight group because those people are, are committed, but I'm sorry, keep going with your story. I, I like this. Yeah, no, I mean, I just think that they'll all tell you when they leave at 5am, they have the most productive work day to like two. Now you might be tired at four thirty, five, six. You, you know, it might be done, but you know, when we want to be productive for the work day, if you want to be productive during the traditional work time hours, that's the best way to do it. You're going to get there. You're going to get up. You might have a little cup of coffee. Maybe you don't. You're going to work out. You're going to stretch. You're going to sweat. And then you're going to shower and you're going to be totally awake, mind, body, totally awake, um, you know, by the time you start work. And that's, I think that's a big reason that all those people do 5am because it's, you get this jump, this boost, this juice, right? I think that's counterintuitive too, because we, we associate, uh, you know, when you're in the middle of your life, you know, you've graduated college, college is kind of all about you, you know, flowering or I, I learning more about yourself. Um, and then I've, as I've seen later in life, you know, your kids are caring for you or figuring out, you know, what to do and you're retired or you have more time on your hands, but in that middle part of your life, you're, you're tasked with showing up for everyone else, for your, you're responsible for your family, for your job, the people you work with, whatever that happens to be. And it's counterintuitive to think that taking time for yourself actually allows you to show up better for those people, but it allows you to, to present yourself in, in such a way that uh, you're able to, it, it, it's just like adding, adding rocket fuel to the fire, right? Like you can show up so much more presently. You can get so much more done in less time. And, you know, when your kids are throwing tantrums, uh, you don't have to be that angry, pent up, aggressive parent, you know, you can be calmer and you can respond rationally and everything else just magnifies as well. Yeah. Right on. I know you and I have talked about this several times, you know, before, after workouts, weekends, just, you know, just being a good dad. And it's, it's tough because there's no prescription, but like one of the things in there somewhere, which I think we've, you know, we've agreed on and, and connected on, on a number of times is, is just clearing that head and how to do that mm -hmm. and get that daily workout in. And it doesn't have to be the most perfect workout. Just get in, just show up um, and you're going to be better. Right. And that's the, that's the hardest thing for you and I too, for you and I, who yeah. you know, we've had these discussions where it's like, love it, love being out there. But um, sometimes it's a, it's, it's difficult. It's a task to get there. And that's something that we really, uh, we really try to hound it at Southpaw and, and build it, a culture around. And again, just like you said, it's much easier said than done. It's something that I still struggle with to this day. But if I, if I show up and the workout's not going like I want it to, or I'm not feeling great, um, you know, I, I can get, I can have my inner critic coming into my, my head and, and telling me all these negative things about myself. When in reality, what's, what's awesome is that I'm there and I'm showing up or whoever it happens to be. And that, that social networking allows us to show up for each other, but changing your, 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 the way that you look at the situation, your mindset from one of needing to, to win everything or PR all the time to one of the most important thing for me to develop is consistency. And this is a pillar of my day. It doesn't have to be the best hour of my day. It's a pillar of my schedule. Yeah, that's tough. It's still tough for me to, you know, to have that mindset 
a lot because I want to be the, the best, you know, when I'm in there, mm-hmm. I want to be the best of, of me, not necessarily compared to anybody else, mm-hmm. but I just want to be like, if I can, if I can do X amount of pull-ups and that's in the workout, I want to be, oh, you normally can do this on broken darters, so you better do this. And if you mm-hmm. don't, it's a failure. Like, and that's the thing that's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not about the pull-up. It's not about the number of pull-ups. It's about consistency, mm-hmm. right? And doing it. And that's exactly it. But it's hard. You have to be reminded of that. And what that builds though, and, and what I love so much about it, it's not, it's not the, the acquisition of that mindset. It's the pursuit of that mindset. And what that builds is that builds resiliency, right? And, and I think that uh, when you can demonstrate that, that resiliency in something as, um, as transparent as, as physical exertion, which is not pleasant at all. Like it's, it's like, where else do you find a group of people who actively pay money to go through physical torture, right? It's, it's not a thing that happens very frequently, but what it does, it builds a a mindset that can withstand stress and turmoil, which is what life is essentially and how we respond to that and move forward. And you end up finding out that you have more good times and bad times and that you're slowly moving that needle in the right direction. And it's just a, a, it's a a litmus test or a microcosm of what life is outside of there. Yeah. I mean, we, we, when I started, I heard about this thing like, hey, CrossFitters, why are you, why are you training so hard? Well, we're all, don't we know we're training for the apocalypse? Like, we're training for yeah. the Like, And I was like, oh, my God, that's so stupid. Like, <laughs> we're going to scare then, everyone off here. Pan- <laughs> yeah, and then a pandemic broke out, right? Yeah. And we thought that's like, so no true. one knew. No one knew what was happening here and, and what would be the end. And things are shutting down. And, and uh, so especially I felt that because the, the resiliency was built two ways, physically Hopefully I can, I've got protection because I've, I've built up my immune system mm-hmm. and, and two, um, I'm ready to adapt to change because every day the workout yeah. is going to change and, it, and, it, and, and it's not always going to be your favorite movement, but going through that day after day, now we're ready for a change this week. And I changed that. It didn't, it didn't make it easy, but I it made it tolerable. Right. And I think yeah. like everybody in the gym, you know, we all, we all struggled over the last year, but we, we could navigate it and push through it because we kept this consistent and we're ready to pivot, change, adapt, you know? Yeah. Dude, we talk, so this is great stuff, but we, we talk about growth versus fixed mindset or just generally, I think that's big in schools and fixed mindset being that we're, we're born with certain you know, capabilities or whatever, and growth mindset being that we grow and learn those things. And there's, in reality, there are some things that are genetically we're we're predisposed to. But the bigger concept here is that I think as a culture, we, we are afraid sometimes to not do well at something, you know, we we don't want to show that we're, we're not good at it. Um, because we think that everyone else is because we see their social media posts, we see, you know, we see their highlight reel, and we're seeing our own bloopers. But when you are forced to do, you go in, you don't know what the workout's going to be, what the movements are going to be. And it turns out to be something that you're not great at, but you're forced to go through it anyway. And you realize that you make it to the other side and you're not entirely sure how it happened, but you ended up there and you're just a little bit better at it. And that, that mindset, I, I think is, is just, it, it, it seeps into the rest of your life. And that's what we saw during COVID. I mean, how many times did we, how many people do you talk to that say, you know, um, I, I'd love to work out more, but I still have the time for it. Right. And then we're given literally a year of time and how many people started working out probably less than worked out before when they could go to gyms. Right. Yeah. And, uh, 
So it's, it's not about that. It's about finding the right culture, the right, the right environment and setting the right structure up in, in place. It's not about time or equipment or some magical program. Those are all important factors, but it's about finding something that you can be consistent with and that you enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, you won't find consistency. Yeah, I don't know if I would have made it through the pandemic mentally and I had every opportunity available to me, right? I had mm -hmm. a job, I had employment. I had family, um, loved ones supporting me, you know, getting through. And I was worried about my own kids, you know, mentally. But like mm -hmm. mentally, I don't know if I would have gone through if I didn't have the consistency of fitness. And like you guys, you guys stayed open when, you know, it, it open meaning like we did workouts this way. And so many people, I mean, I don't know if you get thank yous for this, but like I'm, I'm saying it now, you know, and I wasn't even on online every day. But the fact that it was there. And I could wake up and I had this one consistent piece, you know, to go to each day. That was huge because school wasn't consistent and school is always consistent. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and that was just like death taxes in school, right? <laughs> I mean, especially being a teacher and not and just and especially being a teacher for like over a decade. And then all of a sudden that whole world's messed up, you know, so to, to have that, that was tough. That was a dark place, but, um, you know, that, that kept us going, the fact that you kept going. Um, and that's, that's a huge thing too. When people say, Oh, I, I don't have more, I don't have enough time. Well, you're more productive when you do go, I can mm -hmm. tell you about that the last week. I haven't been there much and I'm not as productive, you know, and in hindsight, if I could go back in time, I would go work out because I'd just be more productive, even though I had that one less hour of work mm -hmm. or sleep or whatever. So that's the thing. And it's like almost, like we almost got to write those things down. And yeah. me personally, I got to write them down and look at them every day because they're, they're, they keep recurring. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like those. And it's hard because every time you wake up, you have to restart that, right? You can be riding yeah. high at night, ready to hit it. And then you wake up and that bed is awfully tempting, right? <laughs> um, and I think this is interesting. Uh, I use this analogy in, in, in terms of finances sometimes, but Parkinson's law, which is, basically just, I hope I'm getting this right. Cause it's being recorded, but the, the amount of resources we have available, we end up figuring out a way to use, but like with toothpaste, when you first get it, you're just putting those globs on there, like lavishing your mouth. Uh, and you get to the end and you figure out how to get like 20 squeezes out of like nothing else there. But that's kind of what adding exercise into your routine does. It helps you be more efficient with what you have. And you can't really explain it. Like I don't know how I can brush my teeth so many times with a, an empty tube of toothpaste, but I figure it out. Right. And it's, it's, it's like that in a way, except you're getting that amount of that amount of toothbrushes from a full tube of toothpaste. Right. And it's just, um, an analogy just doesn't work perfectly, but, uh, it's, I don't, I can't explain why the efficiency is up there. And I'm sure it has to do with the endorphins and the, mindset and all that fun stuff, but it's something that you almost have to experience to understand. Right on. I mean, you got to experience it for probably three weeks, you know, like if we're just mm -hmm. talking CrossFit specifically, I mean, I think you gotta, you gotta go for three weeks and literally like journal, you know, even if you're, mm -hmm. you know, just how do you feel? How productive are you? Um, how are your relationships going? How's your sleep? Mm -hmm. You know, and then each day because it's not going to be great the first week but by week three you're going to be shattering yeah you're shattering your form yeah. yourself and i i feel um i think about this as well as reading the book atomic habits um i can't remember the author james clear or something but he talks about how 
if you don't enjoy a habit, you're not going to continue doing it. And I think about starting a fitness routine and what it would be like to walk into a gym for the first time and you scan your card and you walk into the locker room, you grab a towel and you go out there and you're like, I have no idea what to do. And maybe you look something up online ahead of time. And, uh, maybe you didn't, you head to the treadmill and you get on there and you're like self-conscious about how to operate it. And then you go over to the machines and you're reading the labels on them and trying to figure out how they work. And it's, it's pretty dummy proof, but you still feel awkward. And it, you think people are looking at you. There's no one there helping you or guiding you or encouraging you. And it's just like, it doesn't reinforce that habit, but when you can go into something and CrossFit is tough. It's very, and that's why it, it attracts a caliber of person, I think, who, who likes challenge. But when you have other people there who are encouraging you, we're teaching you how to do things, telling you what to do and telling you about their experience when they went through it from the beginning, it's a, it's a game changer. And you can make it through those tough couple of weeks because you, you've, you've developed a, a system and you're implementing a habit that you actually enjoy yeah. rather than something you feel like you should do. Yeah, 100%. Paul, this, this um, kind of ties into to something else, but if, if you had a, a friend or family member that you cared about who was on the fence about joining CrossFit or interested in checking out CrossFit Southpaw, what would you tell them? Uh, it's funny. You, we, I mean, I have had that discussion, right? <laughs> I mean, my, uh, my own kids. And so I, I've made the mistake of Li- you know, living, sleeping, breathing, wearing the clothes like it is right here, right? Like all the time, you know, uh, with, with my kids have grown up, but now they're, uh, when they see something or they're, you know, my daughter is now entering ninth grade. So she's doing things, uh, as part of volleyball that, uh, echo CrossFit, you know, and mm-hmm. she's realizing that cause she's seen some movements and things and she's like, Oh, this was like this. And although they're like, Oh dad, here you go. You're talking about it again. Like you gotta be kidding me. All right. Enough already. Um, you know, they, I think it soaks in and you know, she'll come, she comes back around. She's like, Hey, you know, uh, we did this today or we did some CrossFit today. Um, but just, just, you know, she, she's recently, she wants to go to the gym and work out, right. Or get a, get a membership. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's great. And it's a tough thing as a dad, cause I don't want to crush it. Like she's, she's mm-hmm. internally, she wants to do it, but I'm deep down. I'm like, well, do you know, do you know what you're going to do when you get to the gym? Like, mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah. and they, and, and they <laughs> don't, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, and that's the thing. And, and then my wife too, she, she did a, a boot camp, and, um, she's, she's done other, you know, group fitness classes and just kind of been out, you know, super busy teacher, crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy unprecedented year in education. Uh, but she's like, yeah, you know, I got to get back. I get it back. And, you know, she's like, maybe I, you know, she's, she's hinted. And I, I think for her, there's a stigma, you know, with me there. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to, you know, yeah, uh, the opens and I compete with it. And she's not that way at all. You know? um, but I, I try to tell her, like, listen, let's remember that's that CrossFit, you know, if it's programmed correctly, which totally, that's why we have so many members and recurring members at Southpaw is that, you know, every workout is you scale up, you can scale down. Um, and almost always, you know, we're, we're scaling down all types of people, you know, you scale, however, and whatever, whatever, that's even a weird word scale, but Mod- modify or yeah, modify. And there's no shame in that. And when you look around, everybody's doing the same movements, but it's relative. It's not like, you know, you, you have to do this weight. Um, and it's relative. My grandma doesn't need to lift the same amount of weight that uh, Olympian does, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, and that's what's, that's, what's so great about it is uh, that it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, and even, even you, you guys as coaches, you know, coming in and saying, you know, um, once you know, once you know a member and that's, what's great too, because that doesn't happen at every gym. I've been at, you know, I've been a visitor at a lot of gyms across the country and, um, you know, you got, we have that connection too, with your coach at, at, mm-hmm. at Southpaw. So, Hey, you know, I, you're not, you know, cleans, you're, you're new at cleans. Why don't you, you know, you just use the bar today or use the PVC today, or make sure you do this. Like, don't worry about the weight or, you know, uh, coach Addison coming by and saying, Hey, throw it. You should throw more on there. Or, and he doesn't often do that, but he knows me well enough to say, you know, Hey, take some weight yeah. off, hold me or put some on, which mm-hmm. he's told me. Right. So that, that is, um, that's awesome. Once you get that connection with the coach mm-hmm. and, uh, that's why we, that's another reason we pay money to go, right. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting that, that connection, um, and you're going to become better, um, once, once you're there, but it's so almost like back, personal back training. The, yeah. To back to up to the friends. question, like the, you know, why, why CrossFit with the, with the family? I mean, just because it's, it's a program, but it's not what everybody thinks where it's one size fits all, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's one size fits. It is one size fits all types is mm-hmm. what it is. Right. And, uh, you'll know that if you go for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, and when you look around our gym, you see that you see, you know, tall guys, short guys, you know, uh, yeah, knock on wood, right. Men and women and, and everybody, you know, and that's, that's, I think that's a really good sampling when you look at our gym and our demographic, um, we just have all types of different people, different ages. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be there if they, if, if it wasn't a one, one size for all the types, you know? Yeah. And I, I struggle with that, man. Cause I think about that a lot of saying that CrossFit is for everyone. And I think it could be, but it's not, it's for people who really want to take it seriously. Right. Or for people who really want to make a transformation in their life or who really want to be their fittest and healthiest self than they have been at any time in their life. Like, what would you say, do you think you're, healthier now than when you were in high school as a wrestler oh yeah that's putting on the spot yeah no big time and i I would actually say even college i mean like you you know you were you were a collegiate boxer as well so you know like we i was in wrestling shape yeah college and wrestlers are tough that's a sport i wish i had played (laughs) i mean um, in boxing is very similar in the fact that like, you got to get in sports specific shape. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but in terms of like nutrition, um, balance diet in general, um, rest days, you know, working out the full body for, you know, for, I mean, I'm, I'm so much more fit, so much more smart yeah. without a doubt. Um, and I just think that that, yeah, that just comes with time, but you're actually like, you're kind of dumb, like, in a, <laughs> And I'm a high school teacher, but in terms yeah. of fitness, like unless you're reading about it and you're experiencing a lot of different classes, I mean, a lot, I, have, I have some students that I teach that are, are man, they're, they're awesome in a way of what they understand. You know, they are mm-hmm. doing and they're doing snatches and they're, you know, they're, they're stretching all the time. And it's, it's just mm-hmm. awesome to see that. Yeah. Uh, and they have that <laughs> opportunity to do that. So I think like you said earlier too, though, with your, with your daughter um, is that, and I, I experience this with my son and I see this with a lot of people is some people come in and for you know whatever reason, it's not their time, right? And they have to go through some of that journey themselves. And that's what I think, you know, 
most of the people who join CrossFit or who start at Southpaw, this isn't their first rodeo with fitness. They've gone to multiple other gyms. They tried the Globo gym. They tried the Orange Theory, the F45, whatever. And they, they find that it stagnates, that they plateau, and that they don't find that thing that they're looking for. Um, and so it's, it's really neat to see when they finally do find that and they get so excited about it, but it's not always the right time for people. And you have to balance that. Like, Hey, I love this so much. I'm going to talk about it all the time with the, like, you have to go on your journey. And I think that's essentially what CrossFit is in a nutshell. It's like, it's a way that you can express yourself, um, and, and kind of figure out who you are and what you're made of. Right. It doesn't mean you have to lift a ton of weight or, run a mile really fast it's it's about that that self-expression and that's what that's where we find meaning it gives it makes it more more than just fitness it makes it about life which is just transformative and powerful yeah right on yep agree 100 percent well, Paul, thank you so much for, for taking this time today, man. We I really appreciated our, our inaugural episode. So, um, is there anything else that you want to, you want to share or, or leave us with? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I think these are awesome because it gives you a way to have, you know, dialogue. I would just, I would just say this too, like this topic. And I think maybe we got, got this out a little bit, but like, um, and, and, you know, and you didn't, you didn't ask me about this, but at least directly, but you know, Southpaw, like why, you know, cause there's a lot of CrossFit gyms, you know what I mean? So, and I don't know if, it, you know, what audience necessarily will, you know, tunes into this, but like Southpaw, I mean, I, I don't think all CrossFit, the other thing is and maybe this is a future episode somewhere, but I'm not, <laughs> sure all CrossFit, yeah, I'm not sure all CrossFit gyms are equal just cause they say CrossFit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and Southpaw, like you're all, you know, the, the team at Southpaw is always trying to be innovative and do better and seek into their clients. And, and so it's like, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, like there is, it's almost synonymous with, not synonymous necessarily, but very, very similar to like um, reaching out to your students. Like how do you connect with your students? What is it that they need? What do they have to know? How do you know what they what they want to know, what they need to know. Well, you, you, you engage with them, you talk to them, you survey them, um, you talk to other teachers, um, you talk to other students that are not in your class, you know, and, and I think that you guys do a really good job of that is, um, you know, really investing in your members. And then we see results, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's do some podcasts, you know, we want to use more bikes, we start to see more bikes, you know. Um, it, how about nutrition? Well, there's a nutrition program, there's always something coming out. And so, Southpaw is a special place. Um, and that's why so many of us are there right now because it's, it's, they, they're, they're innovative. They're on the cutting edge. Um, and people need to know that, you know, they need to know that that's a, you know, cause you can go to Coonrad, you can go somewhere to Coonrad. I don't even know where they all are near us, but they're close. Right. Um, but Southpaw is, Southpaw is doing a lot of special stuff. So that's Paul. Thank you very much. I, I got to pay you for this afterwards, but <laughs> No, thank you very much. It means a lot. And it's, it's because of the, the awesome people that we have there that, that allow us to do that. So we're just trying to, to, you know, stay on the edge, stay sharp and uh, move forward. So grateful to have you on, man. And uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Dan. Take care.